0: The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached. They have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets I have come not to abolish but to fulfill amen I say to you until heaven and earth pass away not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place therefore whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother Racka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, Do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord So, did y'all watch the Super Bowl? Pretty exciting, especially if you're a New England fan. For those of you who didn't see it and did not hear about it, Atlanta was up 28-3 on New England with about eight minutes to go in the third quarter, and New England came back to tie it up at 28-all with less than a minute to go, and then won the game in overtime. This unprecedented comeback required New England to score two touchdowns and make two two two-point conversions after the touchdowns just to tie the game at the end and force overtime. As I read today's Gospel, I wondered what it would have been like if after the second touchdown, as they lined up to go for the two-point conversion to tie the game, if the referee had gotten a call from the booth on his little radio device and they told him that the NFL commissioner had just made a change in the rules and that New England couldn't go for two points, no matter what they did, they were only going to get one point and could not tie the game. Outrageous! inconceivable, could not happen. They would riot in the streets and more. All this over a football game. You can't change the rules in the middle of the game. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be right. Because after all, the outcome of the game is so important. I mean, based on the outcome of this single football game, millions of people will either get into heaven or they won't. Millions of people will spend eternity with God in paradise or spend eternity in the flames of hell, all based on the result of this game. Now, you are probably saying, Deacon Joe, you have lost your mind. The outcome of the Super Bowl has nothing to do with people's salvation. Oh, really? No one's eternal life is riding on the outcome of this game? The only thing riding on this game is some money for the winning team, and bragging rights for the winning city. And yet people would ride in the streets if the rule change that I spoke of took place. And that is why I find one section of this gospel to be particularly excellent news and very reassuring. No, it's not the part about not being angry or not lusting not the part about not swearing or divorce or or settling with your opponent, and certainly not the part about cutting off your hand or gouging out your eye, not to suggest that all of those other sections of the gospel are not important, but the part that I find great comfort in is the part in the very beginning, where Jesus says, Until heaven and earth pass away, the laws will not change, and that whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be saved. Because unlike the Super Bowl, the salvation of millions of people, including me, is dependent on these rules. And if something as important as where I spend eternity is determined in some way by a set of rules, then I find great comfort in the fact that those rules won't change. Today many people don't want to hear about rules that can't change. They want to make the rules and then keep them according to their own choices, or do away with the rules altogether. After all, to say that the rules must be obeyed won't change, it gives power to the rulemaker, and takes it away from everyone else. Exactly. I mean, who does Jesus think he is? God? Exactly. Except that he doesn't think it. He knows it. Who else could make such a time-eternal statement with any legitimacy? People all around want to talk in absolutes about any number of things. But the only person who can talk with conviction and authority about the future is the one who makes the future. Jesus is timeless, yet we are constantly tempted by, and often give credence to, the opinion of others whose time and influence is limited and we allow them to impact our eternal destiny with their limited points of view. A wisdom of this age from the rulers of this age who are passing away. When our time on earth is over, we will stand before God the rule maker, either with confidence or in fear and trepidation. For immense is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and all-seeing. He gave us the rules. If we keep them, we can look to him with expectant joy. If we break the rules and repent, we can look to him with expectant joy. If we reject the rules, then we can look with expectation. But joy, maybe not so much. If we respect the rule, even though we fail, we know we need to repent and can get right. If we deny the rule, or the authority behind the rule, how can we get right? The devil loves to undermine the rule and the rule maker, since doing so eliminates the need to repent. I emphasize this portion of the gospel because I think it is a most important point and it is under attack today. The other things mentioned are certainly under attack as well. Lust, among other things, is a billion-dollar industry called pornography. Anger is not only condoned, but widely celebrated, as people tune in time after time to watch angry people act out on reality court, talk, game shows, and YouTube videos. But while people will always be free to choose whether or not to sin, it is a help and not a hurt to be abundantly clear about what is a sin and how we feel about it. I don't believe we should apologize for following commandments given us by Jesus. I don't believe we should apologize for the unchanging nature of what we believe. If we are to be sorry, let us be sorry for our sin, not for seeing our sin for what it is. I don't know about you, but the compromised Jesus Church is not the one that comes to me in prayer. The watered-down gospel is not the one that inspires me to holiness. Neither the compromise nor the dilution empowers me to overcome my weakness and live the life God calls me to. God, in His love, in His mercy, in His wisdom, sends His Spirit, gives His body and blood, forgives our sins, not so that we can change the rules, but so the rules can change us. Not to make our lives difficult, but to make our lives holy. The wonderful thing about the revelation of God to which all of Jesus' teachings belong is that if you are in for a dime, you are in for a dollar. When we accept the teaching of Jesus, we are not just agreeing to a set of rules, commandments about what we can and cannot do, The challenging parts of the gospel do not exist in a vacuum, but as a part of the whole truth. A truth which includes not only the rules, but also the promises. That Jesus died for us so that we could be saved. That God loves us with an everlasting love. That God's mercy is greater than any sin or sinner. And that the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is a real tangible force that is part of God's plan to enable believers to live a life of loving God and others according to His direction in order to achieve salvation. Honoring the rules is not about judging others. It is about loving God and others, but not according to some flawed, variable human standard, but rather according to the timeless perfect, immense wisdom of God, who commands no one to act unjustly, and gives no one a license to sin. Send questions or comments regarding this podcast to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.